Hi there, this is Jacob Msiba, the senior pastor of Builders Church. I just want to thank you for taking time to listen to our podcast today. And I trust that it will bless and build your spirit. Enjoy the message and God bless you. Amen. Hallelujah. It's a new month. It's a new term. And it's a new series. And Natty, we are new. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. For being with us. And as I said, it's a new term, it's a new month. And for us, it means that it's a new series. And our new series, introducing it this morning, is oneness. Somebody say oneness. Come on, somebody say oneness. oneness. Ephesians chapter number four, verse number four. The Bible says there is one body and one spirit. Just as you were called in one hope, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. There is one body. Somebody say one body. One, body. one spirit. Somebody say one spirit. One, spirit. one hope. Somebody say one hope. one hope. One Lord. Say one Lord. One, Lord. one faith. Say one faith. One, faith. one baptism. Say one baptism. one baptism. And one God. Say one God. one God. The Bible is also clear. We have been talking about it. The fact that there is only one God and one mediator between God and man, the man, the man, Christ Jesus. And under this theme, the title of our message this morning is One Body. Somebody say One Body. One Come on, you can do better than that. One Body. One Jesus has One Body. And we are that body. We are all members of that body. Turn with me to the book of First Corinthians. We are going to read chapter number 10, verse number 16. Chapter number 10, verse number 16. The Bible says, The cup of blessing which we bless, is it not the communion of the blood of Christ? The bread which we break, is it not the communion of the body of Christ? Now, the church in the Bible is depicted as many entities. Especially in the book of Ephesians, it is depicted as a house or a building, also as a family, also as an army, and also as a bride. And just by what I have listed here, just by what I have mentioned, we can see what we should be as the church of Jesus Christ. We should have an idea of how we should be as the church of Jesus Christ. A house or a building has got structure. 
A family is a place of love, a place of comfort, a place of belonging. An army is a place of discipline. A place whereby we are disciplined. Just like this morning, we have exhibited such high level of discipline that we woke up in the morning knowing very well that there is no electricity and it's going to be gone for the whole day. But we woke up in the morning and we made means to come to church because it's a discipline that we have engaged ourselves in. An army needs to be ready in season and out of season. That is why we were ready to come together in this fashion, even though the odds were against us. Now, I've never been to the army. However, I'm sure those who've been to the army can tell you that in the army, you need to be ready because the whole country depends on its army to tackle anything that could be of threat to it. Why? They need to be on guard at all times. They need to make sure that they take their position and swiftly so. Because they are an army. So as the church, I wonder, if we exhibit all of that, it's also depicted as the bride, a center of attraction, what we admire. I wonder if we can say that about the church today. The church is also depicted as the body and the body of Christ that is. The book of Ephesians, chapter number one, verse number 22 and verse number 23, the Bible says, and he put all things under his feet and gave him to be head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all things, all things, who fills all in all. And he put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church. He is the head over the church. Jesus Christ that is. So if we are the church, then the church as depicted, as depicted as his body, it means that we are his body. The Bible says in the book of First Corinthians chapter number 12, verse number 27, it says, now you are the body of Christ and members individually. We are all belonging to the body of Christ who is the head. Yes, we are individuals. However, we are members individually. However, together, we are the body of Christ. Together, you are not the body on your own, but we are the body when we are together because he is the head of the church. He is the head of the body. And if you don't believe me, you can just think of this analogy that if there is one head and then there are many bodies, that's a monster. So there is one head and there is one body. There is one Lord and there is one body. 
There is one God and there is one body. And that body is us, the church. Somebody say amen. amen. Now, when we come to church, even though we come as individuals, remember, we are members as individuals, but then we belong to the body together. So when we come to church, even though we come as individuals, and we are still individual members, but we come to be equipped together. We come to be equipped. We are equipped when we are together as the body. Because God has called the apostles, the teachers, the pastors, the evangelists, the prophets to equip us together as the body. Not as individuals, but as the body. And that's how the body is being built up. The body of Christ, that is. It's being built up by all the teachings that are done when we come together as the church. Somebody say amen. amen. Everything that we do is participating in the body to build the church. Listen to what the Bible says in the book of Ephesians, chapter number 4, verse number 12 and verse number 16. I'm going to be reading it in the Passion Translation. It says, For his body has been formed in his image and is closely joined together and constantly connected as one. And every member has been given divine gifts to contribute to the growth of all. So in other words, as the members we are equipped, we are given gifts by God. These gifts are divine. These gifts are for the benefit of others. Everything that God has given you, it is not for you. Every gift that God has bestowed upon your life, it is not for you. It is not just to be there for you to decorate yourself. But every gift that has been divinely given to you by God as the member of the body of Christ, it is for the benefit of the growth of all. Everything that you are able to do that is divinely endowed upon your life, it is not for you. God did not give you gifts for yourself, but God gave you gifts for others. Because the Bible says these are supposed to be used for the growth of all. And you don't carry everything you need to reach your destiny. I don't carry everything I need to reach my destiny. Other things that I need to reach my destiny are enclosed in others. The, thing, the gifts that I need to get to a place where God wants me to get to, they are in others. Some of us don't like people. And when we say we don't like people, we then say I am not going to even be connected or joined in the body, in the church, because I don't like to associate with people. But what you are doing in that not liking being associated with people, you are causing yourself to short-circuit the journey to your destiny. You are causing yourself to be prone towards 
not reaching your destiny. Why? Because everything that you need to reach your destiny, it's not all that you have. Other things that you need are in the inside of others. But it needs us to be joined and connected to the body so that then we can be able to benefit from the gifts of others. Yes, you are gifted. Yes, you can do it very well. Yes, you are able to do that. You are talented. You are gifted. And this gift, we do not, we do not despise the fact that it is divine. And we do not even negate the, the fact that it is of very high quality. However, it is not for you. But it is for the growth of all. So if we are all going to grow as the body, we need to be joined together as the body, connected together as one, as the scripture says. And then every member has been given divine gifts to contribute to the growth. You are not the only one who's going to bring about growth to yourself, but you are going to contribute to the growth of others and others are going to contribute to your growth. That is a very critical point that we need to understand to say when we are joined and when we are connected as the body of Christ and we are many members but we are joined together as the body of Christ, we come to church to be equipped as I, as I said earlier on, then we are then sharing the gifts, the divine gifts so that then we can all grow together. Somebody say amen. amen. And then it continues to say, and as these gifts operate effectively throughout the whole body. So in other words, if you don't connect or get joined to the body, which is the church, then it can be easy that you will not be effective no matter how gifted you are. It might happen that you will say to yourself, that maybe I was not meant to bring about influence. Maybe I was not meant to be influential. But there is no such. With every gift that God has put in the inside of you, with all the power that God has put in the inside of you, surely you are supposed to be effective. Surely you are supposed to be the kind of a person that brings about transformation of life to others. Surely with everything that God has put in the inside of you, you are supposed to be a person of influence. However, all your gifts will not operate effectively unless you are joined and connected to the body. He says these gifts operate effectively throughout the whole body. We are built up and made perfect in love. We are built up as the body and all of these gifts operate effectively Throughout the body. Because even if you are a hand, if you are, not jo if you are not joined to the body, no matter how strong of a hand you are, there is no way that you can be able to do much. Because you are all by yourself. You are not joined to the body. Somebody say amen. amen. Now, there is one Lord which speaks of unity. Because we have one Lord, we need to make sure that unity amongst us as the church, unity as the body 
is of great importance. We need to be united because we have one Lord. Ephesians chapter number four, verse number five, where we read, it clearly says that we have one Lord. It, the, the Bible did not shy away from the fact that it says we have one Lord. So anyone else who claims to be Lord is just claiming in vain because there is only one Lord. We have one Lord and therefore that Lord that we have is the head and we are the body. And we need to be united as his body in the church. We are to be joined and connected, as I said, so that then the Lord can be able to work in our midst. The Lord as the head of this body can only effectively work if we are joined together and in unity. If we are united as the body, then the head will be able to even do its work effectively. So now the Lord as the head of the body, if we are joined and connected and united, the Lord will be able to work in our midst. He will be able, he will be able to work through us, even in our midst. He will be able to use us for one another, for the growth of each other. God will be able to use us. Why? Because we are united. Listen to what the Bible says in the book of Deuteronomy, chapter number six, verse number four, which then tells us that from the beginning to the end, oh, God has never shied away from making sure that we know that the Lord is one. The Bible says, hear, O Israel, the Lord, our God, the Lord is one. It says there is only one God and one mediator between men and God, the man Christ Jesus. Somebody may say that, but we have got the Father, got the Son, and got the Holy Spirit. How come you are saying he is one? Yes, he is one, but he manifests himself in three persons. He manifests himself as God the Father. He can manifest himself as God the Son and as God the Holy Spirit. But he is one. That is why you can never hear from God and then the Holy Spirit tells you something else. That is why you can never hear the words of Jesus Christ and then the Holy Spirit tells you something else. That is why each and every time when somebody tells you that the Spirit is saying one, two, three, and four, you need to judge it by the word because the Lord is one. The word, Christ Jesus himself, he can never go against himself. God can never go against himself. So if the Father speaks, it's going to be the same thing that the, that the Spirit will, is going to say. Amen. And it's going to be the same thing that the Son is going to say. Somebody say amen. amen. Because the Lord is what? Is one. The Lord is one. He is the head of the church. And if you can go and say, for instance, you are going to pick and pay, and then you meet someone who is one, who is a person, just one person, and you meet them, they have one head but many bodies. You will run away because that's a monster. There is one head but many bodies. Why? Because it does not work like that. Even the same with Jesus as the head of the church. He wants us to be united because the Lord is one 
and there must be one body as well. Somebody say amen. So now, as the Lord is one and he wants us to be united because he wants to work easily because even the system in the body of a person from the head to toe, everything communicates accordingly from head to toe. That's why then Jesus wants us to be united as the church. That's why then Jesus wants us to practice unity as the body of Christ. Why? Because he knows that as the head, he's going to function properly because in the head there is the brain. And this is the brain that causes your hand to be able to pick up the cup. Even though because the system is so seamless, you may think that it is because of the hand that you are able to pick up the cup. But you are able to pick up the cup because of what is happening here. So we might sometimes when we flow in these gifts, we might sometimes when we flow in these talents, we might sometimes when men upload, upload us as the church, we might think we are sufficient to ourselves. We might think that as a member of the church or as the member of the body that Christ is, we then think to ourselves that because I am able to do one, two, three, and four, then I don't need to be joined or connected to the body because I am able and I can do it all by myself. Little do you know that the reason why you are functioning, it is because it comes from the head. And the head cannot be separated from the body. There are many people who say, I don't quit God, but I quit church. I love God, but I don't love church. I believe in God, but I don't believe in church. How do you separate the head from the body? How do you separate the body from the head? It is impossible that you can be effective as a child of God if you disconnect yourself from the body. As believers, we were meant to be attached. We were meant to be joined. We were meant to be connected to the body. Just so that everything that flows from the head can find us as the body. And we can be able to function properly. And the scripture that we read earlier says a mouthful when it says, Every gift, every divine gift is supposed to operate effectively for the growth of all. Because from the head, that's where everything we do flows from. And then as the body, we are able to do certain things. And then we can easily tell ourselves that it is because of us. But it is because of the unity of the body. Now the unity in the body is of great importance. It is of great essence that we are united in the body. When Christ has plugged you in a church which is his body, you need to be connected, you need to be joined. And then after that, make sure that you contend for unity. Make sure that you become the kind of a Christian that vouches for unity. Kind of a Christian that wants to be united with other Christians because the Lord is one. The head is one. 
and the body is one. And therefore, everything that the head wants to do, he wants to do it effectively in the body. But then sometimes we find ourselves, even though we are in the body, however, there is so much division in the body. But the Lord does not like division. The Lord who is one, wants oneness. He wants oneness in his church. He does not want division. In fact, the Lord hates division. Somebody may say, but God is love. How come you are saying God hates division? You will see just now. The Lord does not want division in his church. Why does the Lord hate division in his church? Because he does not work in and through us effectively when we are divided. The blessing does not flow in a manner that it is supposed to flow when we are divided. That's why the Lord does not want us to be divided. It short circuits the blessing of the Lord when we are divided. Listen to what the Bible says in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter number 25, chapter number 12, verse number 25 and verse number 26. It says, so that there should be no division in the body, but that its parts should have equal concern for each other. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. Do you rejoice when another part is honored? Do you suffer when the other part is suffered? Have you ever realized that sometimes the part where sis, is this because this is joined together. Whatever that affects my leg can easily affect even my stomach. Why? Because it's joined together. So that's the kind of a unity that Christ is longing for from his church. That we are so united in such a way that when others are suffering, we all suffer. When someone else is being honored, we rejoice with them. That is the dream that Jesus has. That when he plugs us into a church, that when he calls us to be part of the body as a member, we then become those who are so united in such a way that whatever affects you, affects me. Whatever affects the next person, affects you. Why? Because we are so united, we are one body. Somebody say amen. amen. God does not want division. The Lord hates division. He does not like division. Even in the early century, in, in the first century church, people who caused division were avoided. In the first century church, they did not play with people who caused division. Because they knew that division will short-circuit the blessing of the Lord. Because the blessing of the Lord makes rich and adds no sorrow. The blessing of the Lord, the blessing of the Lord is there for them. And they know that they can partake of the blessing of the Lord. But those who cause division within them are those who are then going to short-circuit the blessing of the Lord. So the blessing of the Lord was at stake 
And then, probably they did an introspection to say, how come the blessing is not flowing properly? And they realized it is because there are those who are dividing us. That's why then the blessing of the Lord is not flowing properly. They did not play with those who were causing division in the church because they wanted the blessing. So in other words, no matter how much I love you, no matter how cute you are, and no matter how gifted you are, and no matter how much I can maybe admire you, if I see that you are busy causing division, you are costing me the blessing. In other words, they were saying, we will choose the blessing over our friends. We will choose the blessing over those that we think maybe we are close to. Why? Because if they are causing division in the church, then it means that they are short-circuiting the blessing. Listen to what the Bible says in the book of Romans, chapter number 16, verse number 17, it says, Now I urge you, brethren, note those who cause divisions and offenses. Note them. Note them. Note them. Note them. In the early church, they were taught to note them. And this morning, even at Builders Church, God wants us to be united. And therefore, we are to note those. In other words, you must give them a side eye. The ones that are causing division in the house of the Lord. Because they are going to cause us not to experience the fullness of the blessing of the Lord. Because the blessing of the Lord will be short-circuited by those who are causing division in the house. So in other words, they were noted. So today you are complaining because you are offended. And maybe I feel sorry for you because you are my friend. Because I love you. You are offended. But again tomorrow you are offended. Again next week you are offended. Even the other week you are offended. I know there is something wrong with you. Then I am noting you. You are busy being offended all the time. You are causing division. Because whatever it is that is offending you, you want to put it on me. Because whatever that is offending you has not been offending me all along until you told me that this thing is worthy of an offense. And then now I see myself as well being offended by the very same thing that was not offending me until you came to me and told me this is actually offensive. Uti, unkulunkulu, go Adam. Who told you? Because Adam was never aware of his nakedness. And the first thing that he said to God when God came in the dawn to check on him, he said, "I am naked." And the first question that came out of the mouth of God was, "Who told you?" Who made you aware of what you were not aware of all along? Note them. Note them. Note them. So in other words, I'm watching you. Yes, you are talking. Yes, you are offended. But I'm watching you. How come are you, you are always offended? Listen to what it says. It continues and it says, um, who cause divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine which you have learned. 
So in other words, even the one after the sermon, they give you their own sermon. That is contrary to what was being taught. So in other words, after this church service, there is another church service with the one you are supposed to note. Oh, this is not in the same tone because things can be told, things can be said in different ways. They can say that they are saying the same thing, but in, in a different tone. There's a difference from saying, what's one mush? And saying, God, my tone is not the same. The latter tone says to me, I must think about this beautiful corner in, in, the, in the corner. So, Umam Fundi Sube Kulumanga one nest. Gonna wish in the way one nest. Gonna very fun nest be one, but see, achieve a ranjan in the way one nest. Is it possible you would see united in a bell? You are talking about the sermon and exactly what was being said. But the tone suggests that the doctrine must be different. Note them. And then it says, and avoid them. So you don't only note them. You note them and you avoid them. So in other words, you can be lenient maybe for the first time. That uh, maybe it's just because they are going through some things. But the second time, there is nothing that they are going through. They are people of division. They are not people of unity. They are people who want to divide the church. They are people who want to chop you off the body while you are still in the church. But the, you are no longer plugged in. You are no longer joined in. You are no longer connected. Sometimes when we preach standing here, we can even see someone who, this one is not here. Not, not, not plugged in, not joined in, not connected. And in most cases, it's because of someone who said something. Never allow a person of division to cut you out of the body that you are supposed to be joined in, that you are supposed to be connected to. The Bible is clear. Note them and avoid them. Mark them. In other words, in your mind and in your heart, invisible. Red flag, red flag, red flag, red flag, red flag. So whenever they come to the light, to the right, you go to the left. Why you are avoiding them? Even if they can see that you are avoiding them, you will avoid them even more. Why? Because you want to partake of the blessing of the Lord that comes from God in a place where God has already bestowed the blessing. Division so short circuits the blessing. Mark and avoid them, no matter who they are. And you will know in your, in your spirit that I, this one, they are saying the right things, but their heart is not in the right place. And therefore, mark them and avoid them. So that if they miss the blessing, they miss it all by themselves. You will not partake. Somebody say amen. amen. Division is one of the things that the Lord hates. 
Someone is saying, I God is love. God, God, God can hate. In fact, the Bible says he has perfect hatred. So if you think you can hate, wait until God shows you the true hate. His hate is perfect. Perfect hatred. Perfect hatred. So listen to what the Bible says. And I believe that he hates the most. Division is, the, is what he hates the most. With, perf with perfect hatred. He hates division. Because he wants to do something great in his body. And when the body is divided, he cannot do or achieve what he wants to achieve. Proverbs chapter number 6, verse number 16. The Bible says six things the Lord hates. Solomon Apinda is correct. Yes, seven are an abomination to him. Number one, a proud look. The Lord hates it. A proud look. A lying tongue. Hands that shed innocent, innocent blood. A heart that devises wicked plans. Feet that are swift in running to evil. Hey! Swift! Swift! So when, when it's time to go and do evil, you, are, you do it swiftly. Hey, the Lord hates it. It says, a false witness who speaks lies. That's number six. And then number seven, it says, and one who sows discord amongst the brethren. You might think that I am tetuam kulmaranjana foot, no one will know. Mzolongi kulmele makone, no one will know. But the Lord is watching. You are sowing seeds of discord amongst brethren. And God hates it. Division he does not like. Why God does not like division? Why does God hate division so much? It is because he wants to bless us. And his blessings only flow and manifest where there is unity. He does not want us to be divided amongst ourselves. He does not want us to cause division amongst ourselves because he wants to bless us, because he wants his blessing to come upon us. And it only comes when we are united. And when we come together, just like today, we come to the Holy Communion table that reminds us that we are supposed to be united, that we are supposed to be one, that we are supposed to 
come together and not come together based on who we are. Not come together based on what we have. Not come together based on our social status. But come together based on the basis of redemption. Based on the blood that was shed for us. Because the same, the same blood that was shed for those who are of a higher class is the same blood that was shed for everyone else. The blood that was shed for the ones who have money in their bank account is the same blood that was shed for the one who has nothing in their account. The blood that was shed for the educated ones is the same blood that was shed for the uneducated ones. The ones who don't have good family backgrounds, same blood is what we are going to be doing this morning when we partake of the Holy Communion because we are remembering that the blood of Jesus Christ that has purchased our redemption levels the ground for us. That even those who are better don't see themselves as better. That even those who have nothing don't see themselves as those who have nothing. But we all come together and we are unified and united by the blood of Jesus Christ, which was shed for us at the cross of Calvary. It levels the ground. That is why we are supposed to be plugged in, joined in and connected to the body of Christ because that's where the ground is leveled. That even though I have nothing, I sit next to a person who has it all. And my horizons are even broadened. I'm able to see things that I was not going to be able to see if I did not belong to the body. I'm able to have access to things that I was never going to have access to unless I belonged to the body. It levels the ground, the blood of Jesus Christ, that even a doctor can be able to serve a student, that even the one who is very much learned can be able to serve somebody who does not know anything. I made an example with Dr. Boniswa in Pinonia. I made an example. Dr. Boniswa is one of the members in the Hillcrest campus. She's a host and she's doing a great job. She's a doctor. She comes in early in the morning, earlier than everyone else, goes to the kitchen to prepare the cups for the visitors. And yet he has, she has a name next to her name called doctor. But when it comes to church, then I come and I visit Builders Church Hillcrest and the ground has already been leveled because then after church I'm going to be served by somebody that would have never in my whole entire life been able to serve me unless I belong to the body. There is power in the church of Jesus Christ. There is power in the body of Jesus Christ. He is the one head and he has the one body. And when he plugs us into the body, let us not resist it because he has an agenda that he has for us. There is something that is available for you. There is something that is available for me. The ground has already been leveled by the blood of Jesus Christ. All that I need to do is to just plug into the body. And then the blessing that comes upon a doctor will come upon me as well. Even though I've never seen a dean in my whole life, the blessing that comes upon a pastor will also come upon me as well. The blessing that comes upon a, a, a seasoned businessman can come upon me as well. Because the God who comes to bless in the house is a God who has already leveled the ground with his own blood. Somebody say amen. 
it levels the ground. Listen to what the, the Bible says in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter number 10, verse number 16, it says, the cup of blessing which we bless, is it not the communion of the blood of Christ? The bread which we, we, which we break, is it not the communion of the body of Christ? We are communioning as the body. Hallelujah. It is the togetherness and the unity that is required by Christ. When we sit down as we are going to do now and remember what he has done for us at the cross of, of Calvary, we remember that we are here from different walks of life. We are here from places where when we go back to, the, to those places by reason of the blood, they won't even recognize us. Because we no longer look like where we are from. By reason of the blood. By reason of the blood. Hallelujah. Listen to what the Bible says. In the book of Psalm chapter number 133, verse number 1 to verse number 3, it says, Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. Remember, in unity. In unity. It is good and it is pleasant if when brethren dwell together in unity. Verse number two says, it is like the precious oil. So in other words, no matter how oiled you can be, no matter how anointed you can be, unless there is unity, you dwell together in unity with the brethren, you will never access the precious oil. It is like the precious oil. So there are other forms of oil, but the one that comes by the unity of the brethren, that kind of oil the Bible calls precious. So for us to be able to partake of that precious oil, we need to plug in, we, not, we need to join in, we need to be connected in the body and then we will access the oil that is precious. Other people, when they are anointed, they think they don't need to be united with the body. But it's just oil. It's not the precious one. Verse number three says, it is like the Jew of Hermon descending upon the mountains of Zion. And then it says, for there the Lord commanded the blessing, life forevermore. Listen, listen. Here is a cheap way to get a blessing. The cheapest way. Unite with brethren. This one, it is commanded already. It says, for there God commanded a blessing before you even got there. Before you even made your way to church, the Lord has already commanded the blessing. Before you even knew that Builders Church existed, the Lord has already commanded the blessing. Before you even knew all of us here, the Lord had already commanded the blessing. Then all that you do is to plug in and be united. And then the oil flows from the head to the garments. 
the precious oil. The blessing is already commanded. Life forevermore. So in other words, why does it say life forevermore? It means if we can reach this state called unity, everything else that has already been commanded in this blessing that the Lord has already commanded will bring life to your family, will bring life to your marriage, will bring life to your business, life to your career, life to your body, life to anything and any situation that may try to cause you to experience death in your life. Life forevermore. The blessing is already commanded. Or the cheapest way, instead of going to want to derive the blessing from the Lord all by yourself, if you can be just united, if you can just be joined in, if you can just be a person of unity, never sow any discord amongst the brethren, and then you will be the part of the body. And as you become the part of the body, then the blessing will also flow into your life. The Lord has already commanded it. Even life forevermore. One body. One head. The Lord himself who commands this blessing. He wants us to be united. He wants us to be one. If maybe you've been hurt before in the church, we are going to partake of the Holy Communion. You've been hurt before in the church. You told yourself, I don't want to plug in anymore. I don't want to join anymore. You are missing out on a blessing that has already been commanded. You cannot separate God from his body. You cannot separate the Lord from his body. Heal and be okay and plug in. We cannot promise you that people will not hurt you. But even if people do hurt you, God is not going to change his mind. He wants unity in his body. And he wants us to be one, one body. He wants us to be one. So let us tell ourselves that today, I'm going to decide to plug in. I'm going to decide to be connected to the body. Every activity that we organize here at church, it is not for a selected few. Others may say, I don't want to be too involved because I'm protecting myself. While you are protecting your heart, the blessing you are missing. Plug in. Be joined in the body. Be connected to the body. Make sure you don't sow any seeds of division. Repent from it if you've been doing it. And for all of us, mark and avoid them until they repent. And be for the unity that Christ wants us to forge. Somebody say amen. Thank you once again for listening to the message today. We trust that you were blessed by it. Please do subscribe to our podcast to receive new messages every week. Thank you very much and keep on building.